Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to The Shit Show. Welcome to the world of the media. Welcome back, everyone. Hi, guys. Do you want to let all the listeners know why there's cops outside your house right now? Yeah, so me and Ruby are sitting at my house um, and there are police cars outside because last night I got home from dinner and my fucking car had been stolen out of my driveway, parked on my lawn. But what is the crucial element that you're leaving out right now? The crucial element is that... The keys were in the ignition, <laughs> so it was like fucking easy picking. Um, lesson learned. Yeah, but that doesn't condone stealing. So what ended up happening, guys, was we went to dinner and then we came back. I walked inside and I was like to my little brother, where's my fucking car? And he was kind of like, um, oh, like, you know, it's just it'll just be in the garage. One of your friends will be playing a joke on you. <laughs> Looked around, no fucking car. Got my parents on the phone because, you know, we're 22 and we still need them to fight our battles. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, and then I rang Ruby and I was like, Ruby, my fucking car's been stolen. <laughs> and then basically turns out that some young person had stolen the car and then started driving it, forgot to indicate at a corner. So a cop had actually wanted to pull them over for that. They got into a fucking pursuit, like, with my little car. <laughs> Um, and then the car got dumped, the cops found it, and they woke up in the morning and they had said, look, we found your car. Um, well, happy ending. I mean, happy not. ending. I don't have it back yet, and police are outside still investigating. I don't really know what, but look, this could be a story that just keeps having more twists and turns, guys. Oh, my God. I love that they were going to get pulled over and then obviously shat themselves. Yeah. That they were driving a stolen car. And- why would you Why would you not follow the road rules if you were in a fucking stolen car? Well, why would you steal a car in the first place? Well, true. Anyway, so today's episode, cars aside. So in today's episode, we're talking about Facebook, why we're hearing about all of these companies boycotting Facebook, and what the whole drama is around that. So here's the story, folks. So how we're going to do this is I'm going to go into a little bit of the background of Facebook, how it's evolved from what it once was, and a bit of Mark Zuckerberg's rhetoric around not wanting to be the arbiter of truth. Yeah, and then we're going to kind of talk about what's led to this most recent advancement that Rubes is going to talk about. Yeah, well, what's happening now, what brands are pulling out of Facebook, why, how this started, and what Facebook is doing about it, essentially. Let's get into it. Ready? You have the cameras rolling. I want to start off by talking about how Facebook has evolved. I heard on a podcast that Facebook actually evolved from a kind of hot or not rating platform that Mark Zuckerberg made while he was at Harvard called Mm. Face Smash. And I was kind of like, why do I not know about this? Is this true? This can't be true. 
It's definitely been buried pretty... D- I mean, well, no, it hasn't because it's on the fucking social network movie, but yeah, not many people know about it. No, and so that was kind of how I fact-checked, was I made myself sit down and watch the social network. Everyone's been telling me to do it. Fantastic movie. Don't know how true it is. You know, there's always elements that can be changed when it's a fictional depiction. But, it's yeah. It's a good background kind of summary. Yeah, to Facebook. And so, yeah, it did start off by Mark Zuckerberg getting all these girls' pictures and creating a platform called FaceMash where you could rate whether they were hot or not or who was hotter. It's pretty awful. I mean, it's pretty shaky foundations to kind of start off on. And I can't believe we even talked about this before because I feel like it's something that would be across. But yeah. We weren't and now we are and so are you guys. Anyway, so we all know Facebook and what it's used for today. Adding your friends, I don't know, used to be for like for a like statuses and shit like that. Um, but Facebook has definitely evolved into more than just a friend platform. Oh, God, yeah. Um, and so it has found itself in some controversies. Now, we're not going to spend a lot of time going through the background of Facebook. There is so much out there that you guys can learn about. But we've all heard of the Cambridge Analytica scandal, which was just where Cambridge Analytica mishandled Facebook's user data. And then um, it was used to target voters in the 2016 US election. So, I mean, the 2016 US election comes up all the time. There's so many things that were fucked about it. Facebook and its relationship to Cambridge Analytica was another thing that was fucked up about it. Just um, to add to the pile. Oh, yeah, just to add to the rest. And so then we saw Mark Zuckerberg testify in front of US Congress. It also faced really heavy criticism for misinformation surrounding the 2016 US election. Um, a BuzzFeed report showed that false news stories were outperforming real news stories. Which we know that Facebook is really bad for letting fake news run wild. But yeah, again, in the election. That is bad. It's bad, man. Also, in terms of fake news, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but it's quite a big thing that I've been across in Myanmar. Facebook really had a huge role to play in the genocide against the Rohingya people over there, which is one of the worst ethnic cleansings of our time right now. And Facebook really had a huge hand to play in spreading the misinformation around them and organising groups to commit atrocities against them. Um, We're seeing similar things in the Philippines right now because Facebook's so easy to access when other news sites aren't. And Facebook isn't a news site, as we know. Facebook is a platform. So that's just a little bit of background about how Facebook does have a massive hand to play, whether it wants to or not, in information sharing. Yeah, I mean, I think we've seen Zuckerberg kind of try and alleviate himself from the responsibility, but with a platform this big, he doesn't really have a leg to stand on. He has to take on that responsibility. It's been afforded to him, that responsibility, and if you want to be the CEO and the main shareholder of your company, you need to take it on absolutely so that's actually really good that you brought that up rubes because i do want to talk about a little bit of the way that mark zuckerberg reacts to all of this and his kind of rhetoric around it so his favorite buzzword or buzz phrase is not wanting facebook to be the arbiter of truth yeah you've probably come across this in your research Mm -hmm. yeah so he doesn't want facebook to be you know silencing some voices and championing others or seem to be censoring stuff but honestly 
when your platform is fucking renowned for spreading and championing fake news that influences elections, has been shown to lead to fucking genocides, you you don't have the choice. You have to be, in some respect, the arbiter of truth. You need to start deciding that you want to report the truth. Oh my god, yeah. Well, when when there are real consequences, yeah, you can't just you know shove that aside. No, when your company is the biggest fucking social network platform in the world, you can no longer decide that you are too lazy or can't be bothered to moderate. If that's what he is thinking, he'd never say that. But yeah. So Zuckerberg has, you know, time and time again said he doesn't want to be silencing people. He doesn't want to be seen to be on one side or the other of censorship. And I mean, we've talked about this in the podcast before, but always brings up that quote, silence in times of injustice, you're siding with the oppressor. Exactly. is what he's doing. Yeah. And for him, it's even, maybe it's not silence, but it's not taking the action you need to take. It's taking these minimal actions, which we'll get into later, that aren't enough. That's still siding with the oppressor. What's kind of brought this all to a head again, and what we have talked about in podcasts previously, is... When Trump tweeted and cross-posted to Facebook, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, and the message he had behind that. Have you seen this, Ruby? Yeah, well, absolutely. Like, obviously, this tweet ending with when the looting starts, the shooting starts, was heavily reported on. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew about it. Um, I think it's important to look at the response between Twitter and Facebook. Exactly. Um, And basically Twitter recognised this tweet looking at the racial history as a call for violence, whereas Facebook left this post completely untouched and on Zuckerberg's personal page chose to interpret the statement as not an incitement for violence but instead as a warning about state action. Mm. So essentially left it completely untouched. Yeah, so I think that's a really important thing to talk about is the difference that platforms have taken to this example, which is Donald Trump using racially charged words and, yeah, inciting violence. So obviously Twitter's CEO, Jack Dorsey, has chosen to not only lay fact-checking labels on some of Trump's tweets, but for this one, yeah, say that it's inciting violence, stop people from retweeting it, put kind of a cover over it so you have to click to get into it. Um, which this move has actually been praised by people because Jack has started to take some sort of stance against Trump and against fake news. So Trump went ahead and signed an executive order on this to hold platforms more accountable because he wasn't happy about this. We talk about this in a podcast earlier. You can go and hear all about the executive order. We explained that a couple weeks ago. But it is important to note that Facebook took the complete opposite approach by not doing shit. Now, Twitter's not alone in starting to take a stance against hate speech and kind of Donald Trump. So Reddit has also taken steps to remove hate speech. They banned r slash the Donald, which was... Have you ever seen this? No. I've seen it before. It's just this really notorious like pro-Trump forum, which is really dangerous it's kind of it's like a really far right part of reddit's platform so them banning the donald is a big move towards reddit deciding to take some sort of responsibility for hate speech twitch which is a live streaming company which is owned by amazon actually decided to temporarily suspend trump's account after it found um hateful conduct in some of its live streams good on them yeah i know 
YouTube, we posted about this the other day, YouTube has removed the channels of some white supremacists, including David Duke and Stefan Molyneux, who, if you guys don't know, they're just really problematic and you don't want to know about them. Don't look into them. No. Snapchat has stopped promoting Trump in its Discover section because his account had, in the company's view, incited racial violence. And then we have Facebook. So you guys can see that other platforms are starting to decide to take accountability for what they share when it's dangerous mm-hmm. and Facebook and not doing anything is the platform standing alone and hence why we are hearing so much talk about them and companies are starting to take action against them. Uh, number one, I am the least racist person. So this time, something that is really different is that Facebook employees really did decide to take a stand against Trump's hate speech and the way that it perpetuated the wrong side of the Black Lives Matter movement. And there is a wrong side. Yeah, there is a wrong side. And Anyone that's against the Black Lives Matter movement doesn't have a leg to stand on. No, fuck no. Fuck no. And we're, we're not going to be impartial in this. No, of course not. So, first of all, Facebook has a really interesting and kind of fucked up work culture where you are kind of sworn not to say anything about Facebook to people outside of Facebook. Oh, wow. Which is why we often don't hear about Facebook internal disputes. So Facebook employees, um, they have an internal version of Facebook called Workplace, which is just like Facebook, but for all Facebook employees. And that's where they have to talk about what's happening within the company, make sure it doesn't get out to the press. They've sworn to secrecy. I know. So they have their own version of Facebook called Workplace. And that's kind of important to this. So in a really kind of rare display of dissent, obviously employees that were unhappy with Zuckerberg's um, choice not to censor this or label it as untrue or dangerous, they spoke up on the platform. Still nothing or not enough happened. And so Facebook employees, then some of them quit. Some of them spoke out on Twitter, which that is like yeah. not allowed. But this, they obviously, this was the last straw for them. But they staged a virtual walkout. Obviously, everyone's working from home because. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. COVID, but they didn't go, they didn't work for the day. They changed their Facebook or workplace profile photos to the Black Lives Matter symbol of the fist, which, you know, showed that even though in the past they've had to be so aligned with Facebook, this was the last straw for them. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, what's interesting is that I've heard while doing our research that Facebook is kind of starting to become like the big tobacco company of our time like people are more and more embarrassed to say they're working for Facebook especially because of what's happened in Myanmar and the Philippines and the danger of fake news so it's like Facebook's future is looking interesting because if they can't get these bright young minds who are also politically active to work for them then they're going to be fucked because they want their future yeah 
Facebook wants the brightest and the best. And there's something so inherently fishy about a company who is really against having this transparency and letting kind of the outside world know about the culture that kind of almost says to me they've got something to hide. When their whole platform is about being transparent yeah. and not wanting to silence people and being like a free-for-all to share whatever you want. That's kind of... It, I hadn't thought about that. That's really interesting. It is. So, yeah, um, after Facebook obviously didn't take enough action to make their employees happy and they started um, being outspoken about what the company was or more wasn't doing... Mark Zuckerberg kind of tried to soften the blow by donating $10 million towards groups working on racial justice. This didn't really work because the employees didn't want him to throw his money at the cause. They wanted him to change his actual rhetoric and his policies towards Mm. what he lets through and what he doesn't let through. So that's pretty much the kind of succinct history of Facebook, some of uh, the scandals, I guess, it's been in and then why it's all really coming to a head now. But, Rubes, what I really want to know is what are people doing about it now? What are companies doing? What is Facebook looking like now? Yeah, let's get into it. Darling, is the wind blowing today? I'd like to watch television, darling. So, basically, a campaign was started called Stop Hate for Profit. And this is led by a bunch of civil rights groups, including the NAACP, Color of Change, ADL, and many more. This campaign called on companies to act against the hate and disinformation that's spreading through Facebook. They asked advertisers to pause their advertising on Facebook and Instagram, which we haven't actually mentioned yet, but Instagram is owned by Facebook. They wanted them to pause their advertising over the month of July in order to force Mark Zuckerberg to address the catastrophic effect that Facebook is having on our society. Which it is. Which we can't deny anymore and neither can Mark Zuckerberg. So on the Stop Hate for Profit page, they said that Facebook has allowed incitement to violence against protesters fighting for racial justice in America in the wake of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Tony McDade, Ahmaud Arbery, Richard Brooks and so, so many others. Because a lot of Facebook's policies are allowing this incitement of violence and hate speech and a lot of fake news to make it through to unknowing users. Stop Hate for Profit page obviously had issue with the fact that Facebook named Breitbart News a trusted news source. Which is a really, really pro-Trump fucking news source. I can't believe that. Yeah, and they also made the Daily Caller a fact checker despite both of these publications having records of working with known white nationalists. Did they? So they are giving these publications a platform, championing their voices. So let me get this straight. Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook don't want to be the arbiter of truth, but they're going to let, if they're getting fact checkers in from people that have supported white nationalists, then we're letting white nationalists be more of an arbiter of truth than fucking Facebook. That is just... Mark Zuckerberg not taking enough accountability. The Stop Hate for Profit campaign called out Facebook saying, Facebook has the ability and power to stop hate speech, but they're actively choosing not to. If they have the power to allow it, they have the power to do something about it. Exactly, and you're seeing these other platforms like Twitter, like Reddit, take measures to ban it. And there's going to have to be major investment. Like we're not trying to undersell the huge task that this is going to be. 
but they need to put their people, their users, especially the marginalized and vulnerable communities before, I don't know, whatever else they're trying to... Yeah, whatever fucking other bullshit they're deciding to prioritize here. So just a few more examples of the Facebook activity that is happening at the expense of these marginalized communities. Just last week, Facebook made the decision to create a giant loophole in its fact-checking program that will allow for climate science denial to flourish further. Also, during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, Facebook chose to decrease the number of human content moderators who monitor the hateful content on this platform. It's just backwards. (laughs) I don't see how that's even an excuse, but whatever. And Facebook has repeatedly refused to remove political advertisement that contains blatant lies. And so by choosing not to remove it, you're choosing a side. I actually heard, again, I keep saying I heard on a podcast, but I did. I heard on a podcast the other week that like nine out of the top 10 news stories in that week were conservative news stories that were getting the chance to fly on Facebook because there's absolutely no moderation. I think this is interesting because seeing people, everyday human beings, taking things into their own hands with talked about this especially over the last few podcasts where we are seeing people at the top who are supposed to do this work they are not protecting us and so everyday human beings have to step up to demand justice and to create this change ourselves this campaign realized that 99 percent of facebook's 70 billion dollars in revenue is made through advertising Mm -hmm. so they're like okay what can we do yeah let's target this and that's where they asked advertisers who will stand with them. Mm -hmm. This campaign has received a huge response from nearly 300 brands pulling out of advertising on Facebook, which is amazing to see people really connecting with this cause, Mm -hmm. Um, especially these big brands that we all know. Um, Among these brands is Starbucks, who is one of Facebook's biggest advertisers who spent nearly $95 million on their platform last year. Just with Starbucks, I think, this is kind of... Starbucks needed to do this because do you remember they had that scandal where they weren't allowing workers yeah. to wear Black Lives Matter apparel? It's not like all is Get good. out of jail free. Yeah. yeah. They still need an answer for that. But, but it's doing the work now as And we've well. got to keep watching them figuring out are they going to make these necessary changes. Mm-hmm. Other brands who have also come out in support for the campaign include Adidas and Reebok, Coca-Cola, Ben & Jerry's, Hershey's, Honda, Lego, Lululemon, Patagonia, there's heaps more. And we're not saying that all of these companies are perfect in everything they do. We get a lot of messages from you guys when we post about companies Mm. saying, yeah, they've done this, but have you guys seen what else they've done? And yes, we understand these companies, some of them have practices that we do not agree with and we do not condone them. We are just saying that in this Stop Hate for Profit campaign against Facebook, these are some of the big names that have a responsibility in this sense and are taking it here. Yeah, absolutely. So Rubes, what has Facebook's response been? Well, all these brands pulling out of advertising, some of these brands have said indefinitely or until they can see a change in Facebook. Some have only said July, it's kind of a personal thing. Mm -hmm. But effectively, these brands have forced Facebook's hand. They've forced them to react in some way. And we saw that when Mark Zuckerberg did a Facebook Live to discuss the company's racial justice work. He announced a series of new policies, including a ban on hateful content that targets immigrants and further restrictions on posts making false claims about voting. Okay. However, the Stop Hate for Profit leaders 
did say that these tweaks did not go far enough and are reiterating their calls for the advertiser boycott. I think that that's a pretty widely held view that Facebook's small changes to their policies actually aren't in the grand scheme of things much and not that different from what we've seen before when they try to fix the issues that they've caused. It's yeah. just not enough. Now we're seeing that Mark Zuckerberg is agreeing to meet with the organisers of the boycott. And hopefully there can be some back and forth and there can really be some plans put in place on exactly what Facebook needs to do, coming from the voices that need it the most. Mm-hmm. They are the people who he needs to be listening to. Facebook has also said earlier this week that they'll submit to an audit on its hate speech controls, adding plans to label newsworthy content that would otherwise violate its policies. This is a similar practice to what Twitter has, which is interesting because when Twitter announced that, Mark Zuckerberg didn't want to borrow it. Publicly denounced that whole thing. So look who's talking now. Look who's coming crawling back. Get some advice from Jack Dorsey. Zuckerberg. So are we seeing repercussions for Facebook? Kind of what are they and what do they look like? Yeah, well, it's still developing. The ad boycott may ultimately deliver more of a hit to Facebook's reputation okay. than it does to their actual bottom line, the actual revenue and their financial well-being. The top 100 advertisers on Facebook spent about $4.2 billion on ads last year. While that's a lot, that is only roughly about 6% of the company's total ad revenue. Oh shit. Yeah, so while these big brands pulling out of advertising is It reaches the news and the reputation, but Yeah. It's, okay. It's not actually what is keeping Facebook going. Mm. So it's more symbolic, eh? It is actually the small businesses that most of Facebook gets its ad revenue from. This is where the change needs to be made if Facebook's actually going to take a financial hit. It's going to have to be those small businesses pulling out. And that's really hard because yeah. small businesses, they don't make enough money to be able to pull maybe their main... If Facebook's where they get their main sales, then that's hard. That's a moral thing that they have to work out within their business. Yeah. I see why that's, yeah. I see why this is how it is. Exactly. It's that moral dilemma for them and maybe for their livelihoods as well. Exactly. So it's a little bit more tricky than just these big businesses who have so much behind them pulling out and Facebook suffering for it. I also did hear this morning on a podcast by The Economist that just because these big advertisers are pulling out of Facebook, it hasn't actually seen them go elsewhere with their advertising. Obviously, they wouldn't go to Instagram because it's owned by Facebook. But at this stage, other platforms, even ones that have made good changes, aren't seeing any positive impact from this. And that's probably because, you know, Facebook is such an easy way for these businesses to advertise you have to be a little bit more unorthodox to go to twitter and try and get the same effect yeah exactly and it's kind of i think looking at how this boycott will impact facebook is less about the short term more about the long term how facebook's reputation is going to take a hit in this if this will be enough for people to decide that they don't want to keep supporting this platform and move elsewhere. I don't know. Whether um, young people decide they don't want to work there anymore and Facebook can't keep levelling up. Don't yeah. Know. And if these big brands who have pulled out of Facebook advertising, if they ultimately decide after this period they don't actually need this revenue that they're making from Facebook. You are fake news. There's a lot of questions that are unanswered. A lot of it is going to be all put on to Mark Zuckerberg and 
what his continuing response to this is going to be if he's really going to actually make some necessary change. I'm not sure if he will. I mean it will be one to watch and they're probably going to have to make the social network 2.0 to... I know, I'd actually love, series. I would love that because to understand when he testified in front of the US Congress is really fucking hard but for a movie to do it, I'd watch. But yeah, that is kind of what is happening now. So we hope that you guys kind of can understand a bit more about what's going on with Facebook. Maybe it's going to make you question some of the ads or the news that you're seeing fed through your news feeds because it definitely makes me and Rubes think more about everything that I'm seeing advertised to me and targeted to me. As always... If you do want to continue this conversation with us or if you know a lot about Facebook and want to write a piece about it for us, you can visit our website or our Instagram. Yeah, leave us a review on the pod yeah, if you liked it. It really does help us. I know it's annoying getting asked to do this shit, but like... We love it. We love it. We love seeing how you guys respond to it and we love being in your ears. So yeah. keep us there. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.